Tell Major Burns he's invited to surgery. Some people just don't belong in combat. I'm trying to love it, Frank. Honestly, I am. Every day it's the same old grind. You wake up, brush your teeth, walk the dog, operate on the Lord. Father Mulcahy, Jesus Christ. Did you say why? Wasn't him, it must have been me. The next time I see you, Tinkerbell, you better be in uniform and as G.I. as General MacArthur. You hear me? Loud and clear, Mary. Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me as usual, Simon. Uh, gentlemen and ladies. Unfortunately, Al will not be joining us for this episode. In this episode, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 10, Quo Vadis, Captain Chandler. It's the 82nd episode overall, directed by Larry Gelbart, written by Bert Prolunsky, Originally aired on November 7th, 1975, and their production code is G513. Oh, come on, snap it up. Sorry, sir. I haven't got all day. Doing a little moonlighting, Frank? He's got another malpractice on the side. Big load come in? Three waiting, Father. I'll get into some gear. Don't stand next to Frank, Father. He'll cut right through your beads. You're as funny as a crutch. Sir. How many times have I told you to knock? Sir, look at this. Making an easy one, Frank? Ha, ha. That the captain who was on the bus? Yeah. Terrific. You really made my day, Radar. Better look sharp, Father. We got a friend of yours in surgery. Huh? Well, what do you mean by that, Radar? Father, we got a guy that says he's Jesus Christ. Some people just don't belong in combat. I'm trying to love it, Frank. Honestly. Well, what about the fellow's dog tag? He didn't have any. I asked him what his name was, and he said, I'm Jesus Christ. Just like that. Not even Captain Christ. And I have the plot summary. A wounded soldier arrives in camp and says that he is Jesus Christ. While Sidney Friedman tries to figure out what makes him believe he is the savior, Colonel Flagg shows up to take the slacker into custody as a phony. How you doing? Fine. How are you? Uh, oh, we're, uh, we're, we're doctors. Uh, apparently you, uh, you lost your dog tag, so uh, we have to get some information from you for our records. You know the Army, the old green machine. Yeah, we need your uh, rank, your serial number, your uh, unit. Your name? Yeah, that'd be a good place to start. My name? Uh-huh. My name is Jesus Christ. Oh, that's funny. We have a savior by that name. <laughs> a little witticism that was just condemned to purgatory. Uh, no fooling. We need a name. Of course. Jesus Christ. J E S U. Uh, yeah, 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 that much we know, yeah. Um, your head wound is very superficial. It's, it's, it's hardly more than a scratch. Now, if you want to have a go at bugging out of the army, that's fine. I just think you should use a fresher approach. What can I do to convince you? A miracle would definitely be a step in the right direction. Maybe a few steps, say, upon the water. Mm. Doctors? Padre, you two ought to get acquainted. Better acquainted, he means. Uh, Father Mulcahy, Jesus Christ. Hello, my Hello, son. Father. Uh, 
Well, here we are. Uh, guest stars in this episode, of course, William Christopher as Father Francis Mulcahy. And, of course, we have Edward Winter, who plays Boo. Colonel Samuel Flagg. Boo! <laughs> and Alan Fudge. Now, he played Captain Arnold Chandler. Well-known actor Alan Fudge appeared in many classic TV shows and has also popped up in Aftermath. Now, his last TV series was in The Office, uh, the American version of The Office, and his last acting role was in Star Wars The Old Republic video game. He sadly passed away in 2011 of liver cancer. And of course we have the returning Alan Arbus playing Major Sidney Freeman. And of course Kelly Nakahara returns as Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. I'll be grateful to you, Colonel, if you can clear this matter up. Without taking hostages, if possible. Colonel Flagg's over here to keep us all safe from democracy. Can it, Pierce? Still a cutie pie, ain't you? Well, some guys have got it. Colonel, I've got your man's complete dossier right here. His name's Chandler Arnold T. He's a bombardier with the 428th Bomber Squadron. His plane was shot down four days ago, at which time he received his alleged wounds. I told you they were alleged wounds. That's why I gave him all that alleged plasma. You're lucky I got a sense of humor. What sort of military record does this Chandler have? It's inconsequential. How many missions did he fly? 57. Sounds consequential to me. Sounds like fatigue, Colonel. His psychological tests don't show any susceptibility to battle psychosis. Maybe his psychological tests didn't have to fly 57 missions. Chandler's turned chicken. It's my job to cut him off at the pass. You're going to cut a chicken off at the pass? I got to nip this rotten apple in the bud. This sort of action's contagious. One man decides he's not going to fight. It catches on. Next thing, you know what you got on your hands. Peace. I either want Chandler's highly trained thumb up there pushing the button, or I want to get him for dereliction of duty. Why don't we just remove his thumb and send that over to the 428? All right, so uh, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. I will start us off. I actually enjoy this episode, even though it's a flag episode. I know that's like <laughs> heresy, but it, it, it was really... You know why? Because flag mm. is being put in his place by mm. so many people. I loved Potter's reaction uh, to Burns and Houlihan when they were complaining. Just what do you intend doing about it, Colonel Potter? It's an outrage. Something has to be done about this person calling himself Christ. Why? Why? Did you say why? It wasn't him. It must have been me. Oh, come off it, Major. Who's this fella hurting? He should be court-martialed for cowardice. And blasphemy. And blasphemy. And cowardice. And cowardice. Uh, the, the effrontery of a man. A mere captain claiming to be him. But I don't see how that pertains. If a man says he's Christ, he might just become a better Christian. I mean, if I had a horse who was convinced he was man of war, I don't know that I'd want to set him straight if you get my drift. Colonel, we're speaking of our savior. Uh, we want to be sure. That certain parties don't... Don't help that yellow-backed hoodwink the U.S. Army in which I, for one, so proudly serve. We so. You're referring to... Pearson Honeycutt. Is who he's referring to. Oh, you've hated them since they stuck a turtle in your shorts. Well, this has nothing to do with that. What is it you think they're planning to do? Oh, who knows? All these bleeding-heart liberals are the same. Let a man claim to be an underdog, and they will do anything they can for him. You regard Jesus Christ as an underdog? Well, he didn't exactly run roughshod over the Greeks. Roman. Or them either. I, I, I'm telling you, those two hotshots will do anything they can to give the red, white, and blue a black eye. Horse hockey. Pardon my French. 
As long as I'm in charge around here, which will be another 17 months, two weeks, six days, there will be no shenanigans. I do not approve of carrying tales. Evidence is one thing, innuendo is another. If evidence is what you want, Colonel, evidence is what you'll get. Are you with me, Major? Right up to the hilt. Sir. Creeps. Because yeah. normally, you know, uh, Henry would just fold and say, whatever. But Potter really, you know, held his ground, and he's like, why does it matter if this guy says he's Jesus Christ? Is it hurting you? Is it, you know, yeah. I just, I, I loved, I, this is one reason why I love Potter so much. I just loved his whole attitude towards it, that, you know, he doesn't sweat the small things. This is nothing compared to the giant war that's happening around them. Yeah. You know, it's not a huge deal, and these two people are just freaking out over it, um, just being so stupid. Um I love Potter standing up to Flag when Flag's like, you know, give me an answer now. And and he's like, you know, well, in three or four days, this guy will be ready to go. Colonel. Colonel? When can I have him? Give me a medical decision now. The last CEO they had here couldn't make a decision without a month's warning. I'm not fond of personal abuse, Colonel. I was in this man's army when the only thumb you cared about was the one you had in your mouth. Chandler will be able to return to action a couple of days. Good. And then mm. Hawkeye obviously steps in and says, well, I think he needs, you know, somebody to check his head. And But it takes more than four sound legs to make a stallion run. It takes a sound heart and a sound mind. It also takes a rider who's not afraid to go to the whip. Wait a second, just a minute. None of us here, least of all this khaki Godzilla, qualifies as an expert on emotional stability. I suggest we have Captain Chandler examined by a top psychiatrist, somebody who knows his way around the old attic. Got anyone in mind? Sidney Friedman, Major Sidney Friedman. Good man? Sidney could have talked Oedipus into leaving home. Get him. Got him. Good. Loved Flag and Friedman's interaction. Yeah. You know, oh, brilliant. brilliant. They, went, it was, they were going, they were sparring, and it was awesome. I mean, one blow, back and forth, you know. Major Friedman. Yeah. Colonel Flag. we played poker once. Oh, sure. With intelligence, right? I have nothing to do with intelligence. Better. You won't get worry lines. Friedman, how'd you like to do yourself a favor? Who deserves one more? Then back me all the way on this Chandler cape. He's trying to pull fast when I won't have it. From what I hear, the man needs help. My kind of help. You just let one of those creeps get away with a phony messiah complex before you can say John the Baptist will be hit deep in sackcloth and ashes. We're not going to let that happen, are we? We're not? Well, we'll see. Then we'll know. Part of order, Dr. Friedman, Sidney Theodore, we won't see. As it happens, I know who you are. Is that right? Am I who I think I am? I've been doing a little digging, Dr. Friedman, with two E's. Your association with certain groups on the Attorney General's list of subversive organizations. Young Americans for a Lasting Peace, New York Alliance for Young Democrats, Doctors Progressive Conference. You're forgetting the Boy Scouts and the Psychiatrist Bowling League. Boy Scouts, that's funny, Friedman. Almost as funny as the fact that you never signed your loyalty. You know you can get busted right out of the service for that, don't you, Comrade Friedman? Oh, is that what I am? Why didn't you sign it? Just between the two of us, and whatever mic I might be talking into. 
Do you really believe if I were a communist, I'd hesitate for a second to sign a loyalty oath? I'd like to go on talking to your flag, but with your schizophrenia, I'd have to charge you double time. Now, if you'll excuse me. I've already kept Jesus waiting five minutes. And I love that Friedman actually hold, you know, held his own and didn't back down. And, you know, I mean, he would calm, you know, crazy right in front of his face. And Flag is just so out there that he doesn't really understand it. Um, I really enjoyed the scene with, uh, with um, Radar and his teddy bear and wanted being blessed. Sir, uh, my name is Radar O'Reilly. Remember I brought you juice? I remember. Um... Sir, are you really who? I mean, are you really him? Yes. Oh. Well, I know you're busy and everything, but I was wondering, could you bless this for me, please? The bag? Oh, no. What's inside? No, he's not real, but we're very close. very sweet and <laughs> it I was, love it. It was, but I like the fact that you know, Radar it, it goes to show you that you know, even if this gentleman isn't Jesus Christ, which we don't know if he was or wasn't or, you know, obviously we think he's a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just lost it too much war. But Radar didn't care. Radar, it's, it's all about faith. You know, if he believed it and it made Radar feel happy for him to bless the teddy bear, that's all that matters. Yeah. Whether it's real or not real, it doesn't matter. As long as Radar thinks it's real and Radar gets an uplifting feeling from it and he's, you know, he's being blessed. And t- that uh, just such a – such because I'm not a religious person either. I know you're mm-hmm. not. Um, but just that kind of – if the person who believes in it is getting what they need from it, then that's fantastic. Yeah, no, it's totally know, more, more power to them. I don't think it's stupid. I don't think – it shouldn't be, you know, they shouldn't be doing that. Mm. Radar wanted his teddy bear blessed by what he believes is the incarnation of Jesus Christ. So why not? Why not get his teddy bear blessed? You know, <laughs> I just I just really liked that scene at the end. It just really it was very heartfelt. And it was just it was such a really neat moment. You know? Yeah, very, and very well done as well, because something like that could actually fall backwards and, yes. and just look as being sarcastic. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, but overall... Even though it's a flag episode, I really enjoyed it, and it's that's so hard for me to say because I so dislike flag, but <laughs> I did enjoy it. How about you? Yeah, no, I'm the same. I mean, uh, there's I've got a few notes on here as well. I've quickly looked on the behind the scenes on the script, and it's not on there, so I can say it. But there's a moment when you see the bus coming in that you can see the studio lights at the top. Oh, that's <laughs> funny. I didn't it's see really, that. Yeah. It's really blatant. It really <laughs> is. Um, I, I love the way they they introduce um, him to like the to Father Mulcahy, his father. This is Jesus Christ, and it's just the way that he just looks at him and goes. <laughs> Better play this one carefully, you know, <laughs> just in case. Um, Potter saying that he has seventeen months left. Yeah, yeah. Which, which you know, no, you haven't. You got nine years, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> nine years that will, yeah, seventeen months that last nine years. 
Um, the fact that the, the, the guy um, who, who thinks he's Jesus has done 57 flights. I mean, I, I don't... I mean, I think we're supposed to be into the first year of the Korean War, yeah. I think. And 57 flights? I mean, that's... You know, over that's obviously over one a week. That's a lot when you you know you know that you are just bombing people constantly. Yeah. Um, Sydney Freeman, again, I have to I totally agree with you. The the yeah. interaction between him and and Flag is just brilliant. I, I mean, I love seeing Sydney Freeman come in, and he's so important in later episodes, especially the final episode. Yeah. Um, but this this is really good. Uh, Klinger as Moses, what a fantastic you know idea to have. <laughs> Sir, can you get Dr. Friedman back here, the psychiatrist? On what grounds? I'm Moses, right? <laughs> Friedman's in Tokyo, Klinger. You take the first left in the road, and then when you come to it, you part the sea of Japan. Oh, ye, you little fate. That's Matthew. Maybe I'm him, then. I'll be anyone to get out. Moses, Matthew, Doc, Grumpy, Sneezy, Flash, <laughs> Toby, uh, and this is also the first time we get to see BJ's hat, his straw <laughs> hat. Um, always important these things are like the dressing gown and the hats are always good. But yeah. uh, no, I, I agree with you. It's a, a wonderful episode and very well acted and very well wrote it's of something that could easily be a mockery of of, of someone's religion. Um, and they play it very carefully. They write it very carefully. They do it very respectfully. That you know, this wouldn't you know, this has happened many a time. And there, there are many people who think they are the second coming. Yeah. Um, and I think they played this really well. They had the doubters. They had this you know the skeptics. They had people who were just thinking, but we know this man's just ill. You know, he's clearly suffering from shell shock or you know yeah. post traumatic yeah. stress. And but they you know they, they bring Sydney in because they know that this is perfect case for Sydney. Flag is the is the the ultimate representation of somebody who who, who automatically thinks that a shirker, which would probably normally be done by Frank, but you need a stronger character to do that. And as much as I hate to say it, Flag does do that irritating role very well. <laughs> I mean, fair play to Edward Winter. He, he does do he does play this character with such annoyance. Um, oh, he does. He's just like yeah. Frank to me. You yeah. know, um, I don't hate the actor. It's just no, the no. character is so annoying. Yeah, yeah, but he's, I mean, I, I think we've said this before, I think it's only Al who likes Flag, but I, I, I've never understood why he's in this program, and I, I even in this yeah. episode, there's a there's part of it, but I think you could have had Flag, uh, Frank doing this role, uh, and probably even working, maybe. I know I said this, this then, saying that you probably need a stronger, stronger role, but I think if Larry Limbo was given this kind of challenging acting, he maybe he would have stayed in MASH, I'm mm. not too sure. But well, apart from that, again, an, another another great episode. I know, it's crazy. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Chandler, Major Friedman. I'm glad to meet you. We haven't yet. My name's Jesus Christ. Sydney, we won't wait up. Jesus Christ. Yes. Your presence poses some interesting questions. For instance, how long have you known your true identity? What do you mean? Until about five days ago, you were Arnold Chandler. Now, Arnold Chandler was born in Idaho, was raised on the family sheep ranch, went to college in Colorado, enlisted in the army, went to OCS, trained as a bombardier, went on over 50 missions and earned most of the medals and commendations that are available. I'm not Captain Chandler. You're not from Idaho. 
You're not in the army. Of course not. You're not a bombardier. I'm Christ the Lord. But you died. I arose. That was a long time ago. Where have you been since then? I live on in all men. What are you doing here in an army hospital? I'm Christ. Where should I be? Should you be in the nose of a B-29? B-29? That's where you've been a good part of the past two years. Up in a B-29, dropping bombs. Bombs? On people? On the enemy? I have no enemies. I love all men. Even the North Koreans? My children. Why would I hurt my children? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not this Captain Chandler you're looking for, but I hope you can find him. And I hope you can help him. Tell me, is it true that God answers all prayers? Yes. Sometimes the answer is no. All right, let's go ahead and move on to the behind the scenes. I think I have our first one. Until this episode, Radar did not have a first name. Actor Gary Burkoff asked the writers to come up with one for his character. This is the first time he revealed his first name as Walter. Ah. Very cool. Yeah. And, of course, had his own title in the program after this. Yeah. Um, it was only one episode, wasn't it? Was it? Was it, was it a series? It was only a pilot, yeah. It was a police officer, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> uh, in, the to- in the title Quo Vadis now this is a Latin phrase meaning where are you going very cool one of the very few episodes to never record a laugh track nor was one ever added in syndication apparently CBS felt that any laugh track associated with this particular storyline might be considered blasphemy yeah there you go as we were saying just in there but made very carefully yeah. Hawkeye calls Colonel Flagg a khaki Godzilla. Now, Godzilla was not known to American audiences until the release of a Godzilla, King of the Monsters, in 1956, nor even to Japanese audiences until Gojira in 1954, when that was released, the year after the Korean War was over. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Hawkeye takes a blood pressure cuff off of a patient ripping open the Velcro on it. Although Velcro was invented in 1948, it was not in production or even patented until years after the Korean War ended. Ah. Interesting. Uh, Alan Fudge plays Captain Chandler, and Fudge was one of the actors considered for the BJ Honeycomb role. Oh. Ooh. God, it would be so weird to not see Mike Farrell as BJ. Yeah, you but when you when you look at Alan Fudge though, especially in his like his roles in the seventies, you can see the similarities. Between oh, definitely, definitely, I can mm. see him playing that that character, but yeah. it just would have been so different to not have Mike in it. Nah. The scenery outside Potter's window changes mid scene when Sydney is explaining why Chandler won't be an effective fighting tool. There is an autumn scene outside. Seconds later, when Flag is calling Sydney very dumb, the scenery has changed to a building. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that is seriously bad. 
<laughs> Especially as it, they're saying it's autumn as well, when it's September, that would be summer, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, anyway. Um, now, this is the first of eight episodes written by Bert Poluski. The last is episode 132. Very cool. Starting with this episode, Flag is a full colonel, no longer a lieutenant colonel. Oh, great, they're promoting him. Yeah. Or is, he, or is he actually a colonel? Or oh, yeah, just, that's uh, true. That's know. true. He, he may have opinion. self-promoted. <laughs> uh, after an unsuccessful spot in the Friday night slot, the show returns to Tuesday nights at 8.30. Yeah, they moved to Mesh around quite a bit before it kind of settled. Yeah, he's always on Monday evenings here. Oh, gotcha. Oh, that's right. It would be mm. on a different time in a different country, of course. Well, Dr. Friedman, what's the diagnosis? He's Christ. If you look closely, you may notice I'm not laughing. Okay, he's not Christ. But he's also not Chandler. Psychoanalytical double talk. The man's a victim. He's bucking for a ticket stateside. All we gotta do is stuff the guts back in it. Frank builds the cross and he's the nail salesman. You're a victim too, Flag. But you're such an unbelievable example of walking fertilizer, it's hard for me to care. Colonel, some men lose an arm or a hand or a leg. Chandler lost himself. He's not playing a game. He spent two years dropping bombs on people who never did anything to him, until finally something inside this kid from Idaho said, enough. You're Christ, you're not a killer. The next bomb you drop, you drop on yourself. What do you suggest, Doctor? I think that with a lot of the right kind of help, we may be able to turn him back into Arnold Chandler. We'll never be able to turn him back into a fighting tool. And it's my professional advice that we don't try. I gave you a chance to play ball. Now I'm blowing the whistle on you, Friedman. Blow away. Colonel Potter, this man, this American, never signed his officer's loyalty oath. And I intend to see that he's thrown out of the service. Very smart, Sidney. Terrific. I wish I thought of that. Where do we go to not sign? You crafty devil. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You are very smart, Friedman. I told you. You're only saying Chandler flipped out, so I will have you busted and you can return to your safe, cozy civilian practice. He's on to you, Sid. You're not smart, Friedman. You're dumb. Very dumb. But you've met your match in me. <laughs> now, Chandler may get out as a psycho. He's small potatoes. The Army can teach my mother how to drop bombs. Your mother? Whistler's bombardier. But you, Major, are here to stay. Right here, Shrink. Where we can make sure you remain loyal to the country that's going to hound your every step. Keep up the good work. Thanks, fellas. A little loco weed must have gotten mixed in with his feed. He always carry on like that? I think he's been sniffing his invisible ink. He's what Freud used to call spooky. On the other hand, if Flag wasn't mean, rotten, and crazy, he wouldn't have any personality at all. <laughs> All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And we have a website and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at our MASH online store? And that's at www.zazzle.com slash MASH 
4077 podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 podcast. So I think that's going to do it for this episode. Again, two thumbs up, even though it's a flag episode, we both enjoyed it. Yeah. Wow, wow. Okay, let's see if this streak continues. I am Kenny. (laughs) And I'm Meds. And we'll be seeing you. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. was a scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved. It's the 82nd, it's the 82nd, William Christopher as Francis, no, um, nor was one ever added to instant, um, Hawkeye Curls, Kills. Yeah, we would like I it. I wish. Um. <laughs> <laughs>